Well, hello, boys and girls. This is Miss Lolly Tadorinda Williams, the author of Be Strong, Stay Strong, and Escape from Hate Land. My most recent publications is a series entitled Contemplating a Sip of Satan's Sweet Tea. All of them have the same title, but different subheaders. Well, happy Monday evening. Um in my negative woods, neck of the woods, that is. And so I'm going to continue with the Beyond Boundaries series. I'm still fascinated with this particular study. And it's actually reiterating things that I was already implementing in my life based upon um, I can't necessarily say how I'm wired, but who likes pain, right? Especially emotional and mental anguish. And so I have found through the years of my decades on in life that, you know what, how can I do this better? How can I tweak this, fix that, adjust this, or just remove this altogether from my life to make things as bearable as possible? And so with this particular book, for those who have not listened to the prior episode, it is Beyond Boundaries by Dr. John John Townsend. He is one of the authors of the Boundary series, along with Dr. Henry McLeod. And I'm actually at the part where it talks about grief and how to deal with grief. And fortunately, I... Um, have conquered a number of things that was like grief to me um, regarding relational things like that. But there was still one aspect that was a source of grief that I will be able to share with all of you, most likely at a later date in how I handle that. But for right now, I want to go into some things that he shared that was very enlightening. And it goes back to the first episode before this one, where it talks about relational trust and functional trust, whereas functional is the person is reliable on the job. They are very good at what they do. You can set a watch by them, but relationally, relational trust, you cannot trust them whatsoever with um, some personal aspects of your life, your heart, your emotions, your vulnerabilities, and possibly your fears and things that you may be ashamed of, but you want to talk about. You can't, you may not be able to trust that person relationally because they may not have, they may have a dark side. Look at Dark Vader. He was very reliable functionally because his mission was to, um, just get rid of all of the Jedi, I guess. I'm not a, um, I'm, I almost said tracky. See, I t- almost told on myself, I'm not into Star World, World, Star Wars or Star Trek, all of this star stuff. I've, I've seen it, but I'm not like a tracky or anything like that. So I don't know why Dark Vader was trying to do what he was doing. I just, he just... Um, was trying to take over the galaxy. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I have to go and look at look at uh, some clip notes or something. 
regarding his mission. I use Dark Vader as an example because he, um, his team had functional trust with him. They knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was zeroed in on that goal and on that mission, no matter what, what, but regarding relational trust, there was no person on his team who was going to be telling Dark Vader about their broken heart or, you know, about their past or boohooing about stuff because that was not a part of the mission. <laughs> he probably would have annihilated them. So I use that, for example, for those in the workplace or those who may be in your family where they may be exquisite, they may be excellent at being able to put a function together. They are may even be the life of the party. They can put things together and in order. But regarding relational trust, you can't even hiccup in front of them because they will say it was COVID. I mean, they just may be a flat out, um, I don't want to say tattletale, but they may exaggerate the truth or they just may be a tattletale where they're like the social newscaster of the family where it's like watching you is like watching Tiger Woods. They're given a play by play of everything that you do. Okay. She just pulled up into the driveway. She's getting ready to get out the car. No, wait. She went back into the car. I wonder what she's doing. Nobody has time for that. Nobody has time for that unless someone is not operating in what they're called and created to do and they have no relational trust. They have no idea that the breakdown of them De not developing that relational trust where people know that they can trust you is actually their downfall. You can be a functionally trustworthy across the board, especially if you're in a medical field. Yes, we definitely want to have functional trust in you in the operating room or or even the, the cleaning crew, the people who have to clean up and sterilize the operating room. We want you to have functional trust, hands down. But at the same time, when you're at home in the company of your family and friends, we would like for you to develop your relational trust as well. We don't want to just be able to trust you on the job, but nobody, you know, everyone is on pins and needles, just literally have to watch what they say in your company because you're going to twist it. You're going to repeat it. You're not going to honor the honor code of keeping your mouth shut or basically just praying about it. Or like the Bible says, you know, it's, it's honorable for a man to overlook an offense. Now, we're not talking about someone who repeatedly, as a pattern, continue to display Darth Vader characteristics in your company. Then you have to go ahead and do what the Bible says, where you have to tell the truth in love. You have to confront that person, just you and that person alone, no one else knowing about it, and you not turning into a social newscaster because it was implemented and done to you. Two wrongs do not do not make a right. I'm right. I have never seen anyone use the same methods to try to solve a problem. You don't stop a flood by adding more water. I know people say fight fire with fire. Nope. I want to say you don't stop a flood by adding more water and you don't, st you don't stop a landslide by adding, um, adding 
more substance to continue to encourage that landslide. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So with that being said, that was like a quick recap from last week's Keep It Simple series episode. And so now we're going into one thing that is truly my motto and it has kept me out of trouble. And so what it's talking about is the grief process where it's like, you know, okay, go ahead. You got a man up, you got a woman up. If it grieved you, that means it was close to you. We totally get it. But with the grief process, it was saying that you have to, number one, be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to allow the um, the sadness or what have you. That's what they say. Um, I personally believe, according to the word of God, to cast your care. But it's basically saying, look, acknowledge it. Like, look, okay, I love the person. The person loved me. Mom and dad isn't here anymore, for example, whatever. Okay. Yes, I love them. Then you have to accept that, look, I don't have no control over it. They're gone. They left me or whatever. You don't have no control over it. And I'm going to camp out right there for a moment. And the only reason I said that is because I was in the company of a family member earlier today. And this family member really struggles with being positive or saying things on a positive note due to whatever reason. And so they went on to say, hey, you know, you better watch it because um, on your job, they'll be, you know, calling you into the office to speak with you and they trying to make it seem like it's a promotion, but they really letting you go. I said, oh, well, if that happens, okay. And it was like, yeah, but you know, you need your job. I said, that is not the only job on the planet. And they're like, yeah, but you know, you're supposed to do things as unto the Lord. And I said, that is what my tithes and offering is for. And they're like, yeah, but you know, what about this? And I said, look, I'm not about to jump through all of these hoops. I cannot make an employer keep me if they don't want to keep me, for example. That is their free will. That is their choice. If they want to, fine. If not, fine. If I get promoted, fine. If not, fine. God loves me so much. He did not place my destiny in in the care of human hands who are fallible and they can't even individuals in general. I'm not throwing shade on my employer. I enjoy what I do. Um, I'm I'm super faithful at what I do, but I've learned a long time ago, even when I used to be married, I can't pray against a person's free will. I can't do it. That's out of my jurisdiction. And then I love what this author said, which just put the icing on the cake. He is like, even Jesus when he had a desire for Jerusalem, when he was like, how I long for you and how I want to just gather you in my arms or gather you under my wings like a baby hen towards the little chicks. He was like, even he was longing for someone, well, not someone, for some, for something. And he, could, he couldn't even get it. And he was the son of God. He was longing for Jerusalem to be able to protect them and care for them and teach them and direct them and show them in the things of God. And even he couldn't go outside of their free will of them rejecting him. 
So once I saw that, I'm like, I am not better than God. I am not all that and then some compared to God. You know, I'm 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 not. I mean, when you look at me from out of space, you don't see me. <laughs> you don't see me. All you see is this blick, this big blue and white marble ball that God created. So compared to God, uh, you don't even see you don't even see me on the on the on the on the um scope. You don't even see me. And then compared to the Milky Way and the galaxy, you don't even know I exist. So compared to God, what is a job? What is a friendship? What is a relationship? What is a marriage compared to God? So that takes your power back. That takes your power back. That lets you know that you have options. You have options. And don't put pressure on individuals who may have means to make them feel as if they are your end-all be-all. They are not. They are fallible individuals just like you are. And you have, and for those who are Bible-believing Christians, you have to lift them up in, in prayer and you have to honor them, respect their privacy and everything else, just like you want yours respected and honored. So if they show you a vulnerable side or the, or even their dark side, it is not for you to go around broadcasting that because that is not honorable whatsoever. And that is not from this book. That is actually from one of my books entitled The Last Writings of a Single Woman. And it's also an audio book that's um, available on CD. I know that's like so old school, but eventually I will have it um, uploaded online where a person will be able to get it as an MP3 download. So without further ado, boys and girls, here is your homework assignment. You do not want to play the victim. You do not want to give individuals who have dark tendencies access into your life. For example, you know the person is a liar, but you forfeit um, or overlook that aspect because they are a good storyteller, for example. It's like, okay, you know, if you know this person is sabotaging all of your other relationships by telling lies and all this other stuff, but yet you kind of forfeit that. And it's like, yeah, but they make you laugh. How long, how far in the long run will that actually benefit you? And I know some people be like, well, everybody lie. And it's like, I get it. I fell into that category at one one point of time because it's like even if you're lying because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, it's still a lie. And a person deserves to hear and know the truth so they can make those necessary corrections. And I have robbed a number of indivi individuals through the years by not just simply telling them the truth. They may think someone is hating on them. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe such and such said this about me. You know, my, you know, that my hair looks like mud. And, and then, you know, if you're cool with the person. It's like, oh my gosh, you don't want to tell them like, well, you know, when's the last time you washed it? <laughs> you know, it, it does look like a mud puddle just kind of settled there and wasn't tended to. It's like you have to tell the truth in love. Some people may not have been brought up regarding the same hygiene 
or regular dental appointments or things like that. Like someone else in a in a quote unquote squeaky clean household where they had to wash as soon as they got up in the morning and before they went to bed. Everyone was not raised that way. And so sometimes you have to, for those who are Bible believing Christians, you have to ask Holy Spirit how to have access to that area of their life where you can share that information in a way that doesn't make them feel like they're being condemned, they're being made fun of, they're being corrected, but just making that slight tweak, that slight adjustment to help them be the best them that they can be. So homework assignment, evaluate your relationships. Why do you allow certain people in your life for a reason? What's the payoff? What are you getting from it? Do they make you laugh? Are you comfortable in their company? Do you know what you share with them stays with them? But what are you trading off? Are you trading off the fact that the person, um, have a superior superioriality, if that's a word, <laughs> where it's like, okay, you 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 know you can trust them, but they always make you feel like you're subservient, or you know that you can rely on them, but at the same time, you know that they're not opening up to you. What is the trade-off? Is the trade-off really worth that person being in your company? As the book shared, as well as everyone on this planet knows, no one is perfect, but at the same time, you don't have to necessarily trade off having um, a person with good qualities, but they are a bad person. Let's strive for locating individuals who are safe people and good people who also have those good qualities that you're looking for. Sometime later, in the weeks, I will go on to other aspects regarding the book and what I've learned, including um, growth-based versus fear-based changes. I know it's like, Lalita, really, what are you talking about? I have to wait until the next episode to cover that if I deem that it's necessary. If not, I'll just give a quick overview the next time. It's basically uh, referencing individuals who may grow up in certain types of households. For example, someone may grow up in a, in a household where the one or both parents were alcoholics or drug addicts. And so um, fear-based where a person be like, you know what, I'm not going against the grain. I'm just going to go ahead and follow in these footsteps. This is familiar. And so this is what I'm going to do. Whereas um, the opposite end of that is like opposition based where it's like, you know what, I didn't like this. And so I'm getting far away from it as possible. The problem is that both of them are still fear based because it's not dealing with the root of what was going on. They had no control over being in that environment. And so rather than doing things out of fear, even the word of God says perfect love, perfect love casts out fear and fear has torment and anything that is not done in faith is sin. And that's for the Bible believer. So even with myself, for example, with different things that I grew up seeing and experiencing, 
Um, for example, not wanting to have children. I love children. Children love me. One person said I'm like a kid magnet. Okay. Well, I said that and someone agreed. And so, uh, but the things that were said to me growing up as a child and as a young adult and teenager, um, that I went in opposition of not wanting to have children because of what was said to me. And it was all, and I went in opposition because it was out of fear. Like if I do have children, then that evil forbidding that was said to me would happen. And so do I feel like I was robbed? Absolutely not. I'm the cool kid. I am the one, all of the children and teens and adults and seniors absolutely love and adore. So it's almost like I have universal children and I didn't give birth to nail one. But at the same time, um, I wasn't the type who would want to have children outside of marriage because I saw Oh my gosh, it is like teamwork that is needed to rear a child. Hats off to all of these single moms and single dads and grandparents and those who decided to adopt to take in these little ones. I that is just supernatural um superpower type strength to do that. I definitely pray a special prayer for all of you. So again, in closing, your homework assignment is to literally map out and evaluate why certain individuals are in your lives. Even if you have a close colleague, what are you benefiting from them being in your company? What are you getting? What are you gaining? What is the trade-off? Why do you allow them in your close quarters? And then evaluate, is that trade-off really worth it? Because sometimes we don't realize what's in the checkbook until we go ahead and balance it. I know that's old school, but hey, that's just, I like to dabble in old school. Nothing's wrong with that. So in closing, that concludes my Keep It Simple series episode for the week. If you would like to know more about me, I have a plethora of avenues you can follow me on. First is social media, which is Facebook. I have my author page, Be Strong, Stay Strong, which is um, the at symbol, and it's only one Lalita. And I also have my God-Giving University Publishing LLC page on Facebook and Instagram and on Zazzle where you can locate the apparel. People are like really digging the apparel now. So if you go to Zazzle, you just, um, which is Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com. And then you can do the um, backslash God and then underscore given. And you'll see my store is so cute. Lastly, I'm also on Instagram as well. In closing, I have my author webpage, which is lalitawilliams.com. L-A-L-E-T-A-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S.com. Well, and please note, when Lalita get married again, I will definitely keep the webpage because it's like a domain name I have for years. But I will definitely be giving my boo shout out. Yes. I would totally be doing that. I would, y'all would be like, girl, can you talk about anything else? It's like, no, episode 388 is about my boo. I'm just saying. 
Alrighty, so that concludes this Keep It Simple series episode. And um, until I record again, cast all of your cares upon Jesus Christ because he cares for you. And stay prayerful. It changes things for real.